Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. He is risen from the dead and He is Lord. This Resurrection Sunday... All across this room, why don't you lift your hands as we pray together. Father, we just thank you that 2,000 years ago, death could not hold you down. That you not only gave your one and only son to live, to die, but he rose again three days later, conquering sin, Satan and death. Father, right now in this room, I pray that God, we would become more aware the tangible manifest presence of God. God, we are so hungry for you. We have an appetite, thirst for your presence. And Lord, I pray right now as we've been declaring the name of Jesus. Father, we're reminded that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Father, right now in this room, I pray as our hands are raised, as faith fills our hearts as your spirit is in this room I pray may healings break out in this room right now I said may healings break out in this room right now in Jesus name God we don't come to you oh God just to go through another religious ritual but God we come to you in expectation that tonight you're going to heal the sick you're going to transform people's hearts you're going to draw people close to you people far away from you Lord, we come to know You as Lord and Saviour, maybe for the very first time. Lord, however we came here tonight, we're not here by accident, we're here by design and purpose. And Father, we just welcome Your presence here. We thank You, O God, across every location. You've been moving, lives have been changed, testimonies abound. And even tonight, O God, more people are getting healed. Lives are being transformed by the power and the authority of the Name of Jesus. So, Father, tonight, come and have your way. Speak to us. Give us an ear to hear what your Spirit is saying. And may the name of Jesus be glorified, high and lifted up. In Jesus' precious name, if you believe it, come on, let's put our hands together and let's honor the Lord in this place. Awesome. Well, as you take a seat, why don't you say hello to a few people around you? And just welcome them to our five o'clock service. So good to see so many of you. We also, before we uh, welcome our uh, new guests and new people here, we just want to let all the parents know that Numa Kids Church starts right now. And so if you're a parent here with a child that uh, is of the appropriate kids ministry age, Um, that uh, you just take them right out now to the check-in room and and the counter in the foyer and uh, our kids ministry team will look after you. Let's just put our hands together and honour all the kids as they start to head out right now. And we want to welcome everybody who's here for the first time. Welcome to our 5pm service every Sunday here at City. We have a 9, 11, 3 and 5. Tonight is significant because it's an all-in Easter celebration service. And if you're here for the very first time, maybe a friend brought you, you came by yourself, can you just let us know? And we'd like to welcome you, put a gift into your hands. And uh, we've got some amazing team that 
uh, will uh, love to connect with you after the service. So put up your hand and let's just honour these guys. Just give us a wave and we'll honour and acknowledge you guys for the very first time. So good. Welcome, bro. And up the back here, we've got people right up the back. We need some team to head up the back. That would be great. Fantastic. Thank you for prioritising coming to Numa Church and being a part of our church family here. And uh, maybe you're not new, but you're sort of checking out church and maybe sensing whether or not God is calling you to be a part of this place. We'd love to chat with you at the end of the service. And uh, any, can anybody smell some food just starting to waft in? Um, that is deliberate. That's very intentional. We have paella at the end of the service and a whole lot of other food. And so make sure you hang around. There's a big after party. And also, if you're new here, apart from the gift that we've given you, make sure you come out into the foyer. We'd love to answer any questions, get to know you better. Uh, and uh, it's just, we've had an amazing day all day. We've got people here from all of our different locations across Melbourne. And we've got East location here. We've got West location. We've got South location. Let's just welcome everyone who's coming in. This afternoon, we've had street teams out evangelizing and we've been praying, going on prayer walks and We've already had amazing testimonies of healings and people being transformed. So God is up to something tonight. Now, over the recent weeks, we've been advertising and announcing a special guest speaker, Teo Kondo, Pastor Teo. Well, he's from Brisbane. And it just so happened over the last week that uh, Pastor Teo has been detained in Brisbane because of all the restrictions with border lockdowns and all sorts of things. And so, in fact, his flight was cancelled just yesterday to come down to Melbourne because he would have had to have been uh, tested and isolated until he got the result of that. And so what we've done is we've prophetically gone ahead and we've actually prepared a, uh, a message. He's recorded his story and his testimony and a message. And so in just a moment, we're going to see that. Pastor Teo Konda is an evangelist. He's someone who now, along with his wife, Lucy, has been leading an amazing church up in Brisbane that's really starting to grow and build momentum up there. I, may, I met Pastor Teo in Canberra last year and uh, as I was ministering there, I just saw the hand of God upon his life. He has an amazing story of God transforming him from drug addiction. He grew up in King's Cross and God dramatically saved his life and his entire family. And we're going to hear some more about that. So uh, in honour of Pastor Teo, he's not here in person, but he's speaking tonight. Can we all stand together and let's put our hands together and honour Pastor Teo as we get ready to hear that word. Awesome. Let's look to the screens. You can grab a seat and we're going to hear from him. Hey, Numa Church, what an honour it is to be with you here today. I can't be with you in the flesh, but I'm certainly with you in the spirit. And I have such a love for your pastors, for Pastor Corey and Simone Turner. They are great people. They are spirit-led people. They love people with all their heart. And they are very, very, very good people. You are in incredible hands. You're blessed with the best. I believe that. And so we have a theme, no other name. 
And I just have a message on my heart. I've got a stirring in my heart and I've got a story to share as well about how I came to Christ and how powerful God is in our lives and what he can do for me, he can also do for you. And I'm believing that for 2021, that God would be the God of the impossible for you in your personal life. And so as we get into the word, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you, Father God, that salvation is in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. We lift up today to you, Father God. We give all the glory and all the honor to you forever and ever in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking that there is so much in a name. There is so much to your name. There is so much to my name. But let's have a look at the name of Jesus. Let's have a look at what the meaning of Jesus is. I just thought that would be good to start off with that. So the Hebrew word for Jesus is Yeshua. Yeshua. And it's the shortened name for Joshua. Joshua. Let's have a look at the meaning of Yeshua or Joshua. Yeho means God. It's the most personal and the most intimate name for God. My name is Yahweh. That's when he revealed himself intimately and personally to individuals in the Old Testament. And see, Ye Yeho means God, Yahweh or Jehovah. And then we have Yasha, which means saves. So the name Jesus literally means God who saves. I don't know about you, but I believe in a God that saves. I believe in a God of miracles. I believe in a God of breakthrough. I believe in a God who is powerful to come through for you in your personal life. God is the God who saves. He saves us. He has come. Jesus has come into the world to save us to save us from our sins. Look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. You will bear a son. This is God speaking to Mary. You will bear a son and you will name him Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. Jesus saves us from our sins. Look at this, also talking about Jesus in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. This is a prophecy over the coming Messiah. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There's something about a name. There's something about your name. There's something about my name. And we all represent something. People are given names. The parents give their children a name, hoping that they would become a fruition of what this name represents. Now, my name means Teo. It means sunshine in Japanese or sunlight in Japanese. And the purpose of the name was that my mum and my dad wanted some warmth in their family. Now, I was the youngest child. I was one out of four boys. And growing up in Sydney, uh, it was pretty tough at times because I saw a lot of drugs and alcohol around me. And so my parents would call me Teo, hoping that I'd bring some warmth to the family. And unfortunately, my father suffered from extreme alcohol addiction. So every night he would drink himself to sleep. And so growing up as a young person, I just 
constantly would see my father sitting in a chair getting drunk. And this, this taught me something. This actually affected me. This impacted me. It taught me that life is too short to waste. And my father, he taught me many things, but that's one of the things that he taught me that stood out. And so my brothers, they kind of did what they saw. And so monkey see, monkey do. And they ended up either dealing drugs or becoming alcoholics, or they ended up you know, on the streets and in trouble with the law, in trouble with the police. And that was a normality in my life growing up. There was so much pain and hurt that I received just by doing life and having the experiences that I had and seeing the things that I saw, that there was brokenness and emptiness I felt around every corner. And so I'm going through this crisis in my life where I, I promised my parents that I'd grow up to bring warmth to the family. I promised my parents because my older brothers are going off, they're gallivanting, they're doing silly things and they're getting involved in drugs and court cases and alcoholism and so forth. And being the youngest child, I felt the responsibility to bring some warmth into the family. And so I promised my mum, this is what I said, I promise that I'll never do these things that I see my brothers doing. And I'm telling you that I became the worst out of all my brothers. And I suffered depression and anxiety and I would wake up in panic attacks and fear. And I really struggled because drugs was all around me and I became the worst out of all my brothers. You know, being involved in court cases and, and dealing drugs and, and being involved in alcoholism and living a party life, living a life that was wasteful, living a life that was just silly. And I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I never went to church, a life-giving church where they preached about Jesus. So I never grew up knowing God at all in my life. And so all I knew was what I saw. And so I grew up broken and hurt. And so I'm going through a time in my life where my girlfriend breaks up with me. Fast forward a little bit. I'm a teenager now and I am just so broken and lost. And I'm going through a very significant court case. And the judge wants, to, wants me to be in prison for over eight years for some stuff that I had done. And I prayed my first prayer in that courtroom. I said, God, if you deliver me from this, I will serve you for the rest of my days. And miraculously, God delivered me from serving eight years imprisonment. But I still had hurt in my life and I still didn't change my life and I still didn't turn around. And, and sometimes it causes you to go to breaking point when you don't learn from your mistakes that God is showing you, that God is teaching you. Sometimes you have to go to breaking point because when you hit rock bottom, guess who is the rock? The rock of ages, the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone. It is Jesus Christ. But I didn't hear the gospel at this point. God saved me. He delivered me. I should have died a few times, but he saved my very life. He spoke to me through crazy situations. And I'd be out partying and God would literally speak to me about my life. And all of a sudden I find myself in turmoil and I get a phone call from my eldest brother saying, Teo, the father that you barely even know is in hospital right now and he's dying. The doctors are giving him only a short time before he passes away. He's taken so many substances over the years. Uh, he's suffered from addictions and now it's caught up with him. And so you're going to have to rush to the hospital as fast as you can 
to say goodbye to the father you barely even know. And so as a young man, I rush to the hospital. And as I rush to the hospital, I'm thinking in my head, I don't even know this guy. I don't even respect and honor my father. All the pain that he caused me. And I started to blame him. I started to point the finger at my very own biological father. And as I pointed my finger at my father, all this anger and resentment started to build up inside of my heart. And as I arrived at the hospital, I saw him on his deathbed. And for some reason, I felt that there was a presence inside of this part of my body and I couldn't explain it. I didn't know whether it was my heart, my soul or my spirit, but it was deep within the, the core of who I am, the depth of my heart, the depth of my soul, the depth of my spirit. I felt a whisper from God saying, forgive him, forgive him, Teo, forgive him. So as I held him in my arms, as I'm a young man, I tell him, that I love him and I tell him that I forgive him. I tell him, I look into his eyes and who knows, the Bible says that the eyes are the windows of the soul. I look deep into his eyes and I say, Dad, I love you and I forgive you. No matter what you've done, no matter what pain you've caused me, I'm choosing to forgive you. There was such a conviction in my heart to love and forgive and to let go. And as I let go of the resentment, as I let go of the blame, as I took responsibility for my own life and my own heart and my own condition and my own downfall, I was able to let go and forgive my father. And as I held him in my arms, in that moment, as a young man, my father died in my arms. And so this caused me so much pain. This caused me so much grief. This, this caused me so much hurt. And I'd look at my life and I'd actually talk to God in an angry way and say, God, why would you deal me such bad cards? Why would you cause me so much pain? Why would you cause me so much hurt? God, if you loved me and if you cared for me, then why weren't you there? Why didn't you save me? Why didn't you help my father? Why didn't you help us as a family? Why have you allowed me and my brothers to go down this direction? and down a whirlwind of pain and hurt and misery. Where are you, God, if you are real? If you are real, why don't you reveal yourself to me? And then as I started yelling at God and I started opening up my heart to him, all of a sudden, all these Christians started to enter my life. And it was just amazing that I'd see people at the grocery store who, who said that they were Christians, that they said that there was a call of God on my life, that God had a purpose and a plan over my life. There were people, my, my, even my boss at the time, he was a pastor and a preacher. And so he would preach at the church every Sunday, sermons, and, and he invited me to church. And all of a sudden, the God that was nowhere to me became the God that was everywhere to me. And I found that as I gave my life to Jesus, the power of God hit me like a million kilograms just hit me like a ton of bricks and all this pain and all this hurt and all this anger and depression and bitterness. It literally left me. It left my spirit and I became free and I heard about Jesus Christ and I fell totally in love with Jesus because Jesus is God who saves. And I experienced the presence and the power of God in that moment as a young man. And I can tell you that I have been set free, liberated, healed 
delivered on that day I gave my life to Christ, my life would never be the same. And since then, I made a decision to follow God and not just to follow God, but if I was to follow God, that would mean to preach the good news to all creation. And God calls us to bring dead things to life because his nature is resurrection power. And so if his nature is resurrection power, then whatever is dead in your life, you, he has called us and mandated us to speak life over the things that are dead. God brings dead things to life. Death brings life in the kingdom of God. And as my father died in my arms, it woke our family up, me and my three brothers and my mother, who were wayward, who were not even following Jesus. One by one, we made a decision to follow Jesus. I'm telling you, the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead is in you. And God brings the dead things in your life to life as he breathes the pneuma breath of God over the dead things that hover over you. And one by one, I led my family to Christ. And, and one brother, I'm telling you, one brother is now a minister of the gospel. The other has been an evangelist for quite a few years. The other has overseen departments at church. I'm telling you, my mum has overseen departments at church and we all came from a broken past. But God turned our life around and breathed the breath of God on the dead thing. Our unity in our family was dead, but the death of my father brought life to my family. And I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, Numa Church, that the dead things in your life, God is going to breathe the breath of God over those dead things. And he's going to say, Lazarus, come out of the grave. Whatever looks dead in your life, he's going to bring it to life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I don't know what looks dead. Maybe your finances look dead right now. Maybe your marriage looks dead. Maybe your employment looks dead. Maybe your relationship with God looks dead. I don't know what looks dead. Maybe your mental health, your future, your dreams, your visions, your plans look dead. But I'm telling you, as you start to serve God and you lay your life down and surrender to Him and know that He is the one who saves and takes away your sin, I'm telling you, He's going to breathe life into the dead things in your personal life. I'm getting excited right now because I feel the Holy Spirit is moving and I feel the power of God and the presence of God is upon you right now. He's bringing the dead things to life. One of the things that I really understood as I gave my life to Christ, as I surrendered my life to Jesus, was that salvation has come to this house. In Luke chapter 19, where Jesus walks through a city and he sees a man called Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is seen as the outcast. I could relate to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was the sinner of sinners. He was alienated and isolated from his society. They wanted to ostracize Zacchaeus. I felt exactly the same as I was going from court case to court case as a teenager. As a young man, I felt ostracized from society. I felt like an outcast. I had police officers yelling at me. I had judges screaming at me, telling me that I was a no-hoper. I would do nothing with my life, that I, would, I was born for no reason whatsoever, that my life would be a misery forever. But I'm telling you, as you start to understand the plan of Jesus over your life and you follow him and you do whatever you can to pursue Jesus, salvation isn't only for you, but salvation has come to this 
house. Luke chapter 19, verse 9, it says, Jesus says, Today salvation has come to this house. Salvation isn't just for you. Salvation isn't just for your life. Salvation is for your house. Salvation, come on now, is for your street. Salvation is for your next door neighbor. Salvation is for your spouse. Salvation is for your children. I don't know if you've got some wayward children now, but I'm speaking life over the dead situations. Salvation isn't just for you, but you're supposed to receive the power of God. And that salvation message is supposed to explode and overfill and over, overfill you to the brim, spilling over, splashing over on every single person you encounter. Salvation has come to this house. Salvation has come to Numa Church. Come on, somebody. Salvation has come to your street. Salvation has come to Melbourne City. Salvation has come to Victoria. Salvation has come to Australia, the great south land of the Holy Spirit. But if we realize that salvation has come to our house then salvation will overflow into every sphere of society in our life. Salvation is not just for you, but salvation is for all. The Bible says it is God's will for none to perish, but for all to receive repentance, the gift of salvation through repentance. And so as we repent, as we change our mind, as we change our ways, we give our life to God, he will save us no one, God doesn't want anyone to perish. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever, whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It is God's will for the entire world to be saved. And I pray that God will put a burden on your heart to receive that, that hunger and tenacity and passion to see everybody saved on your street. I'm telling you, when I first gave my life to Jesus and I realized that he was real for the first time, I would share the gospel at the corner store. I would call my mum up. I would call my brother up and I would say, you seriously need to hear the message of Jesus Christ because it is good news. It is good news. And I'm sharing good news to you. I've got a good message to share with you. There is no other name that saves. It is the name of Jesus that saves. I love it. My entire family has been saved. Salvation has come to this house and salvation has come to your house. There is no other name. When I was young and I was going through the court case and God delivered me from eight years imprisonment, it was mandatory that I get I see an anger management counsellor and a psychologist and I do 24 months good behaviour community service. I'm telling you, I went to the psychologist but I realised that he couldn't save me. I went to my counsellor and realised, these are all good things, mind you, but I went to my counsellor and I realised that she couldn't save me. I went to my anger management counsellor and I realised that he couldn't save me. And I went to rehab and I realised that that couldn't save me. And I realised that nothing could save me, only Jesus could save me. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. There is no other name. It is Jesus Christ that saves and that sets free. And, and as I held my father in my arms in that hospital many years ago, I held him in my arms and I said to him, I love you, Dad. I love you, Father. And he looked back into my eyes and he said, Teo, for the first time he said, 
I love you too. Forgive me, Taylor, for all that I had done to you. Forgive me for the pain that I caused you. Forgive you. Forgive me for all those times I wasn't at your assembly. Forgive me for all those times that I didn't encourage you. All those times I wasn't there for you. I would just leave and you wouldn't see me for three months. Forgive me, Teo. But Teo, something happened to me last night. I saw a vision of a man in a white robe on the top of a staircase. And he said, come to me. And I believe that that man was Jesus Christ, Teo. And I have made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. And whether I die today or tomorrow, I know, Teo, I know that I am saved. For there is no other name under heaven which we must be saved, Teo. I'm telling you that it is Jesus that you need to follow. It is Jesus that you need to trust. It is Jesus you need to put your faith in, Teo. And the next day, my father died. He said, Teo, no matter what you do, follow Jesus. And he died in my arms. And I'm telling you, there's some people here right now that need to reconcile with their father. And the only way you can reconcile with your father, I mean, I reconcile with my biological father. But that led me to reconciling with my heavenly father. And there's so many people right now that need to reconcile with their father in heaven. And you know that your relationship isn't right. You know in your heart that if you were taken out by a bus to tomorrow, that you may not go to heaven. The Bible does not promise tomorrow to you. I thought tomorrow was promised to my father, but tomorrow was not promised to my father. The Bible says that tomorrow is not promised to you. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time of salvation. Now is the day of salvation and there are some people that need to make a decision to reconcile with their father and I'm here to let you know that there is no other name that can bridge you across to a reconciliation to a relationship with your father in heaven and just as I reconcile with my father in heaven some of you right now need to make that decision these are urgent times and I believe these are the last days and we don't have long and tomorrow is not promised to you. And just as I reconciled with my father, there are people here that are going to reconcile with their heavenly father and that is through the name that saves, the only name. There is no other name but Jesus Christ. He brings life. He brings hope. He speaks purpose and future. He's got a plan for every single person. But tomorrow is not promised to you and salvation has come to this house. Salvation is now. Salvation is today. Salvation is in the decision, decision you make now. Come on, why don't we stand to our feet all across this room? Why don't you stand? You know, what a powerful message. You know, a message like that doesn't have to be long for it to be powerful. And there's so much that Pastor Teo shared that is so important. We wrap our minds and hearts around, you know, Jesus specializes in restoring the brokenness of our lives. In Isaiah 61, 1, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus. It's a prophecy of Jesus' life and ministry. And Jesus read out Isaiah 61 in the synagogue. And as He read it out, He said, Today this Scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And that passage says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. 
to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to open the prison to those who are bound, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. I'm in relationship with a God that specialises in transforming and restoring the brokenness of my life and of people's lives all around me. And there are many people in this room who can testify to the miracle working power of Jesus in bringing restoration in relationships, in their own relationship with God, in lots of different areas of their their lives, even in their bodies. And Jesus (coughs) talks about a parable, the parable of the prodigal son, a young man just like Tao, who decided he knew better than God, than his father, than his family, than everyone else. And he took his father's inheritance and he went and he spent that inheritance in wasteful living. And he found himself at a place of brokenness. Tao described it as being rock bottom. And he found himself in a place where he couldn't save himself. He didn't have the answers to his own questions. He didn't have the solutions to his own problems. And so he decided to go back to his father and at least serve in his father's house because at least his servants are better off than what he is living such a wasteful life and eating the food that the pigs would eat. And as he went to go home to his father, he found himself encountering the grace and love of his dad who ran towards him and treated him exactly like his son. Didn't treat him as an outcast, didn't treat him as one of the servants, but threw a party for him and did all that he could to let his son know that he was just glad that his son came home. As I heard Pastor Teo's message, I began to think that's just like many of us. Many of us have come from broken families broken relationships, broken lives, broken dreams, broken careers. And we're trying to live life on our terms, do it in our way, to try and secure our own salvation, our own way. But I'm telling you tonight, salvation is found in no other name except the name of Jesus. And right now in this room, we wanna extend an invitation. I'm asking for everybody to close their eyes right now. And wherever you are right now, however you came to be here tonight, we want to invite you to make a decision to follow Jesus. That whatever is broken in your life, God can restore right now through a personal, intimate faith in Jesus Christ. So wherever you are right now, if this is your first time in church, or maybe you've come many times before, but you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, I actually want to invite you right now to put your hand up and say, Jesus, I need a relationship with you. Would you come and save me? Would you come and restore what is broken in my life? Would you actually bring healing and forgiveness? Maybe you need to forgive someone in your family for the hurt they've caused you. Maybe you need to forgive a church leader, a pastor, someone that has hurt you, even in the life of the church. And you've been away from church for many years. And God is calling you home and He's calling you into relationship with Him. Wherever you are tonight, we want to pray with you and pray for you. But so we know who we're praying for. Wherever you are right now, would you just raise your hand in this room and we're going to pray with you right where you're at. Wherever you are, just raise your hand up and say tonight, thank you so much up the back. Thank you for your courage and honesty. Is anyone else tonight? Up the back too, thank you so much. Down here at the front, thank you. 
Is anybody else tonight say, yep, over here on my left? Thank you so much. Is anybody say, tonight I've heard that message. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Once you've raised your hand, you can actually put it back down. But I want to thank you for those who already have made that decision. But if you haven't yet, you say, you know what, I want to be included in that prayer. Just raise your hand up right now. We'll see it. Thank you so much. Is anybody else say, yep, that's me tonight. I'm making that decision. All day today, people have been surrendering their lives to Jesus. And we just want to welcome you to the family. Those of you who raise your hand, but you say, you know what? I want to be included in that. Just raise your hand and we're going to pray together wherever you are right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is anybody else? Just raise your hand. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray in faith, out loud. We're going to do that together. Many of you raised hands. And I'm just going to ask you, as our eyes are closed, we're going to pray out loud, pray in faith. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. Wash me clean. Come live in my heart. I want to follow you as my Lord and Saviour all the days of my life. Right now, I'm a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we just put our hands together and honour all of those people tonight? Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died and rose again, conquering sin, Satan and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.